Thanks, Shane. Thank you very much. It's the Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon on this Friday afternoon. 51551 Ray at RTE.ie. It's exciting. Will this be remembered as Freedom Friday? Is this the beginning of the end? We've had so many false dawns. And they always seem to get the temperature just about right on Morning Ireland. So let's go back to this morning and see how they reacted to the news. Neffet has told the government that it supports the lifting of almost all COVID restrictions. And because it didn't specify any timeline, the Cabinet will decide on the speed at which this will happen. On the brink of freedom, that's the lead headline in today's Irish Daily Mail, and green light to end COVID rules in the Irish Examiner. And if you're still grappling with this morning's news, you're not alone. Oh, figures are dropping. Everybody back in the swimming pool. Put everyone back in the swimming pool within a week or two. Those numbers are going to rise again. Mixed emotions, I think. Don't know whether to... Probably stuff won't change for a while. Yeah. I don't think it'll be straight back into, oh, we can do it, let's just go do it. Today is a good day for, for hospitality. And it's now over to the government to say when we can actually open. We believe today is the day. There you go. Adrian Cummins there, the last voice. Also in there, Gavin Jennings, Rachel English, Fiona Kelly, Vivian Trainer, and uh, a number of people around Dublin City Centre. Uh, and just on what Adrian Cummins said there, the Taunisha, Leo Varadkar, has not ruled out the possibility of bars and restaurants being able to stay open beyond 8 o'clock tonight. And even if they don't say, yes, you can, I doubt that there'll be many people checking up on pubs tonight. I just get that, I just get that feeling. There's, I just, I, what do you, there is, there's, there's pent up everything, pent up everything. Yes, everybody. I want to break free. But there's caution as well. There is caution. Um, and I know that we've been doing it for two years. Well, it's not exactly two years. We were doing the maths on it. Um, so say, for example, if Hall Martin makes an announcement this evening at six o'clock, uh, 21st of January 2022, and if that turns out to be the beginning of the end, um, well, then we can go back to the beginning of the beginning, if you like, which was the 12th of March 2020. Remember Leo Varadkar? Um, he was on the steps of Blair House at the White House and he walked down the steps that we've, we've found this out 7.24am USA time that was 24 minutes past 12 midday here uh, and if you do the calculations from that point to 6 o'clock this evening is 680 days and 6 hours and that's 16,326 hours and they say depending on who you believe that you can form a habit in 30 days or 90 days or somewhere in between that. But, but like, you know, we've had ample time during those 680 days to form habits, new habits, uh, you know, Zoom calls, elbowing people, wearing masks, social distancing, um, you know, worrying about who's going to be where, how many people, is it going to be closed in, is the window's going to be open, what sort of ventilation have they got, is there hand sanitizer? Blah. And and those things are going to be difficult to leave behind us. So it's not going to be a then and now. It's not going to be binary. It's not going to be black and white. Um, for most people, I think, uh, if I meet, read the mood properly, it's going to be an easing back in, an easing back in. 680 days, huh? I see Owen Sheehan has tweeted, if the government truly believes in science, they will allow us to resume life from the age we were in March 2020, starting from this weekend. 
Uh, <laughs> what age was I? Two years ago, I was 50, what, 50, 50, 55, was I 55? Yeah. It is a bit like that thing. Tom follows the Marvel movies and he's always talking about Thanos and Thanos clicked his fingers at one stage and everybody lost five years or somebody did anyway. I don't know the exact details, but it's a bit like that. That's what Owen is saying. So let's go back to where we were in March 2020, of course. That's not how life works, is it? Still on years and figures and all that, poor Keith Doyle just (laughs) realised, I don't know, he's just a man on social media. Uh, But Keith just realised that he's had his immersion on for the last seven years. So (laughs) what's that in days? Seven years. Lovely neighbour pointed it out. For an Irish person, this is literally the worst thing that could ever happen. Wasn't it Des Bishop who had a whole routine on immersions and our phobia about leaving them on? It's all numbers today. It's all numbers today. And there are a number of people who got five numbers in that big lotto, which was one, uh, by somebody who got six numbers who haven't collected. So there's 23,367. That's one uh, prize lot. And the other one is 22,872. One was one in Cork and one was one in Mayo and they haven't been claimed yet at the National Lottery. They're good chunks. They're good chunks. We'll be going to Castle Bar again to see what the the rumours are around who won the 19 million. And finally on figures for today, uh, do you want a job that really counts? Uh, That's the catchy headline from the people at the Central Statistics Office ahead of the next census of population, which will be held on the 3rd of April 2022. Um, It was put off from last year, wasn't it? It was supposed to be 2021. It's every five years, 2016, 2021. Uh, They've been hiring uh, enumerators to deliver and collect census forms to and from every home in Ireland between 28th of February uh, and the 6th of May 2022. Uh, They're still looking for people in a number of areas, including Dublin, and you can get all the details, including pay and the online form at the website census.ie. Want a job that really counts? The CSO wants you. Um, I said I was finished with figures, but I'm not really, because I have to say a huge, ginormous to Patricia, who sent in a card, and inside the card is a cheque. And the cheque is made out to Laura Lynn, and the total on the cheque is €2,000. €2,000! Patricia, you're mad. Thank you very much. That's brilliant. Um, and uh, I donate. They're still collecting for the Raise Marathon Challenge. And the last time I looked, we were up close to €940,000. Uh, and that's from people all over the country who ran a marathon a week all of last year. Um, and they've been collecting from their friends and family and workmates. And uh, uh, just just the final push, the final push. We're on the 21st of January, 10 days left to get it to the million. But Patricia, you've helped us in a big way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and I'll pass that check on to Laura Lynn. Uh, and a man has been on from Kilala. He doesn't want his name read out, but he says, if I can ask, please send me some of the calendars that have been sent into your show. Uh, it's getting very hard to get the traditional shop calendars since Haywood Printer's finished. Uh, I'll send a couple of stamps to cover uh, your postage. And he does. This man sends stamps to us. And uh, it's odd because they're... The, remember the, 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 the Father Ted commemorative stamps? Um, and they're on a piece of paper. And all down the left-hand side of it, well, there's a picture of Mrs. Doyle, a.k.a. Pauline MacLean. Uh, and then you have, ah, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. It's like that man is pleading with us to send out some of those calendars. Well, they're in a box beside my desk and we're going to put them in a calendar and send them off to you in Kilala. 
which is nice. And, and just to finish up on the calendars, Kate sent us a lovely card to say a huge thank you from us all, uh, two-legged and four-legged, uh, for the who all are at the Dogs for the Disabled, uh, for the wonderful camera and the title of cutest calendar in Ireland. We're thrilled and very grateful to you all. Uh, with love to you all for a healthy, happy new year. And that's lovely handwriting, uh, Kate. Really lovely. It's nearly like it was typed, but it wasn't. It was handwritten. So that, that's brilliant. Thanks for that. Uh, on the show today, uh, Darrow Breen is checking in from London. He'll tell us what's going on there and his plans for his 50th. And um, he'll be very excited because he had gigs planned for March and April and June. And it looks like they will happen with full capacity, which is great for him. So we'll be talking to uh, Darrow Breen. We'll be finding mo- out more about Winston the Peacock. And as I say, we'll be checking in in Castle Bar. Uh, and a woman who does banana art. Uh, we'll be talking to her as well. It, it's it's absolutely amazing. I've never seen anything like it. And she thinks she's the only person in the world. Never has art and banana been been, been so brilliant than 1967 when your man did it. Andy Warhol did the cover of the, uh, the Velvet Underground um, album. Um, can we have one more sleep before regular pub hours, please? Says Ed in Cork. Uh, the anticipation is half the fun. Mm. Uh, 680 days. I can't quite believe it's been 680 days since the first lockdown of March 2020. It's been a long road. It has been a long road, Maeve. And Colette has been on to us about Wordle. Hi, Ray. My son's told me that I definitely wouldn't get today's Wordle. Uh, I was offered the challenge and got it in one. Wow. Uh, I told him that they shouldn't have underestimated their mother. And this is with reference to the Wordle word of the day. I've met enough of today's word to know one when I meet one. Haha. How did you do? It took me five, Colette, to get it today. But I, I broke it up in the middle because I was doing it and then somebody rang and so I got back to it. But anyway, there you go. Now, Meatloaf. Uh, Meatloaf was one of those people. I, I put him in the same category as David Gray and Chris Rea. And there are people that we took to our hearts in Ireland. Um, and I think they enjoyed more success in Ireland per capita than in the rest of the world. There was something about meatloaf in Ireland that clicked. Um, and loads has been said about his success and his amazing, um, I suppose, teaming up with uh, Jim Steinman, who wrote all the songs uh, and all the various songs and albums. But very little has been said about uh, the tour he did. And we were talking about him last year. I said, I thought I dreamed that I saw meatloaf in a community hall in Carlo. And then people said, yeah, he was, he was. So he was in Moat Community Centre as well and seemingly he did a tour of Ireland back in 1990, which is 32 years ago. Um, The Moat Concert, for example, and the Irish Tour in general was organised by music promoter Tommy Swarbrick. Remember the Swarbrick brothers? Didn't they represent us one year in the Eurovision? Um, And so he was a star uh, and, and he agreed to embark on this mad Irish tour and he was arriving at venues and like in the middle of nowhere, big halls, you know, community centres in the middle of nowhere. And he was going, well, nobody's going to come here. Uh, and he's quoted in this article that I'm reading here. Uh, I was the first international artist to extensively tour Ireland. You too won't tour Ireland the way I toured Ireland. I spent three and a half weeks playing in these barns in the middle of fields. I think, who's going to come here? And there'll be 3,000 people in the barn by showtime. Uh, so memories of those gigs, like 32 years, what people, if you're in your 50s now, you're probably at one of those gigs. Uh, and you'll remember, you'll remember all the songs from back then. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think, because yeah, there was that. Yeah.
when you listen to that with adult ears, <laughs> you go, that's not the best, is it? You know. But back then, when you were a teenager and you're in the local hall and the DJ put that on and there was a slow set and you were, you know, hugging the person you thought you'd love forever and you, that's what you were singing to them. Uh, two out of three, I'll, I'll never love you. Two out of three ain't bad. You see, but you don't listen to songs like that when you're when you're 15 or 16. Um, and of course, that was from his Bad Out of Hell album, which is the one, isn't it? Uh, and this is the most streamed track from that album. Baby, baby, let me sleep on it. Well, let me sleep on it. I'll give you an answer in the morning. I gotta know right now, do you love me? Will you love me forever? Do you need me? Will you never leave me? Will you make me so happy for the rest of my life? Will you take me away? Let me sleep on it. Let me sleep on it. That's him with Cher. Dead ringer for love. He was a big man, large in life, big personality, big sense of humour as well. I think that's why we like him so much in this country. Um, and for a lot of people, it's none of those songs that they remember Meatloaf by. It's this one. That I would do anything for love Oh, I would do anything for love Oh, I would do anything for love But I won't do that No, I won't EPIC, epic, that's what he was, RIP Meatloaf. Uh, Lisa says, uh, I find myself clock watching from midnight to do Wordle. I'm glad it's just one a day, I'd be addicted. Uh, got today's on the second guess, not bad for now one. Well done, Lisa. And of course, there's a harmless version of that word as well. People are going, what's he talking about? Good afternoon. 51551, ray at Christine and Tilted on RT Radio 1, 51551 Um One of his best songs was Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Just played a bit of it there, Martina. That's the, you know, can I sleep on it? I'll tell you my answer in the morning. That's that one. Niall and Carrigan Shannon, I saw Meatloaf in the Astoria Ballroom Bundoran on that 1990 Irish tour. <laughs> Imagine being Meatloaf touring Ireland. Anyway. Uh, mm. Reel in the ears, uh, bits of songs, news reports, TV shows and movies. We're looking for two of you to come on after four o'clock. Uh, we play you three clips and you will answer questions on what you hear in your ears. Reeling in the ears, um, a short clip gets you two points, longer one gets you one point and there is a prize. Uh, and it's a nice day in the Farnham Estate in Cavan. Uh, you and your guests can enjoy a two-night stay in a stylish guest room with breakfast the following morning and dinner for two in Maxwell's Restaurant at Farnham Estate. It's located up there in Cavan uh, as part of a magnificent estate of 1,300 acres of mature woodlands. There's lakes, uh, loads of things for you to explore. There's a spa, golf resort. You can find out more at farnhamestate.ie. Uh, looking for two people after 4 o'clock. And uh, here's your qualifying question. 
Who's the famous bat out of hell rocker who sadly passed away yesterday? So who is the famous bat out of hell rocker who sadly passed away yesterday? 0818-715-925 Oops, stop it there, yeah. Uh, now, um, news just in there. Cabinet to consider proposal that bars and restaurants can resume normal trading hours from tomorrow. Uh, restrictions on nightclubs and indoor and outdoor events will also cease from tomorrow under the plan. Uh, return to work on a phased basis will begin on Monday under the proposal and physical distancing also ends tomorrow under the plan. That's uh, uh, Michal Lahan there tweeting that uh, from the RTE newsroom. Uh, well, let's go now to Castle Bar and to Mick Byrne. How are you doing, Mick? I was never better, Ray, and your good self. <laughs> good. Uh, twice in one week, Mick. <laughs> unbelievable. I'm 64 years of age and I never sported before this week, but twice in the one week is unreal. Well, it's all happened but down in Castle Bar. You, you, I'll, tell you one thing, I'll tell you one thing, Ray, it's unbelievable this week. Between Oshin Mullen and the city yes, on Monday, between yeah. the 19 million, between the shop that sold the lucky lottery ticket, yeah. I have to say they're top class people top class. Too, too as well. A young woman that took, took over the business two years ago at the start of the pandemic, and I'm absolutely delighted for her too as well in selling that. But That's today's great. news, today's news really and truly. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're Mick Burns Bar. Let's just remind people because we can't assume that they heard you when you were on the last time, you know. So so you the bar has been in your family for how long, Mick? It's been in, it's been in the family business for 120 years. My right. grandfather, my dad, my mum and I'm here I'd say for the last 47 years myself. So you and, took uh, over when you were 17. I did the maths there very quickly. Is that correct? That is correct, Ray. Really? Correct. I say you were good at school in your day. You were good. <laughs> that is correct. And I've been privileged to be here and having a pop in Castlebar. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, just meeting the people in the whole lot. And uh, it's great fun and great crack. But certainly today it's a, joy, a day of joy and delight optimism like when we look forward to the future we won't look back we won't look back even though there are two days that we will remember in the history possibly the 15th of March 2020 when the pandemic first started Hmm. and the 21st of February 2022 when hopefully everything is lifted it's absolutely you've skipped a month there we're still in January Mick oh January I did (laughs) no but that's the way time has gone that's the way it's it's gone so we don't know where we are we don't know where we are we did the maths there in the office 680 days and a number of hours between those two points that you're talking about because you knew nothing else Mick you were were born into it started you know working at it at an early age um, and then it was taken from you for the the good of two years I genuinely thought to be honest when they did announce it in in March of 2020 probably probably about for about a fortnight yeah. and that it'd be all lifted again at Easter but it never happened that way and like we knew I knew at Easter or in April or May that it was going to continue on and continue on in the way it did and I will be honest like I would have been critical I'd been very critical of the government over the last two years uh, but only for the government support that they've given us and only for the public against the our case with the insurance you know yeah. the, the, the last year like uh, a lot of pubs wouldn't be surviving today the way they are like it's always talking about the big pubs in Dublin the people down here are used to the rural pubs, the small pubs that go to at night time, half nine, ten o'clock at night for a few pints. They're the ones that are really suffering down here. I know all publicans are suffering, but really and truly, my heart goes out to them down here too as well. Mm. And, you know, t- today's announcement, hopefully now at six o'clock, whenever it'll be, uh, will be good and I'm delighted that it's coming. But the one thing, 
you know, that had me baffled. Like, if they had said to me that, you know, you know, all these restrictions would be lifted at the end of February, I would have been delighted. But suddenly, there's a sudden change. Everything is going to be lifted tomorrow with the help of God. Yeah. But I'm thrilled for that too as well, Ray, I have to say. I know, but it is, it is a bit baffling. But but the, the ECDC said that, that, that they didn't have any science to back this up. You know, they said that last week, um, that they just thought that we needed to open up society for people's mental health. And on top of that, Omicron hasn't been... Uh, although it's spread like wildfire, uh, it hasn't uh, resulted in more people ending up in ICU and in hospital. So it, it's been a sort of a good result there. Well, thank you. Thankfully for that. And you said it too there a moment ago for people's mental health. Yes. I mean, I was walking around the town here for months and months. And, you know, no more than everybody else, there were people working from home. They were doing this, that and the And other. how did you stay sane, Mick? That's what I was going to ask you. Uh, well, how did I say a saying? Well, if people have known me, they'd have to say I'm daft anyway. Half the time. You know, really, really and truly, I do a lot of walking and uh, during the day, and I just changed my lifestyle totally. Like, because, like, normally I wouldn't be used to, to going to bed between 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning, you mm. know. And, I mean, I just do a lot of walking in the morning and things like that, and, you know. Well, that's, and, um, see, that, 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 but they all say that. Uh, moving around in the morning, it just sets you up for the day. And, and you changed because you had to, and it had a good result for you. I, I, I had to. And, like, really and truly, like, you know, when you get a walk in early in the morning, you're actually in better form, you know, and yeah. you feel better within yourself and all that. I, ju- I just uh, I just adapted to it where really and truly, you know. Yeah. But saying that, I'm delighted. I'm delighted. Now, the, uh, if Michal Martin arrived on the steps there, government buildings, uh, during the 6 o'clock news and said, listen, lads, you can open, stay open tonight. Would you be ready for it? Oh, I'd be ready for it. I'd yeah. be ready for it. I was ready for it before Christmas, Ray. Right. <laughs> you okay. know, and really and truly, I think I speak for all publicans like when I say this too as well. Like, we were lucky, we were lucky enough to be open over the Christmas period. That was my biggest worry that we'd be closed throughout the the, 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 um, the Christmas, the, the yes, Christmas yeah. and the whole yeah. But like, in all fairness, in all, and I have to say this publicly, and this is my own opinion, I have to take my hand off to Tony, Tony Hulda, and he was doing a job that wasn't uh, everybody's favourite. You had Dr. Mike Ryan, and you had um, Luke O'Neill, the musician, as I do call him. They were three men that I listened to constantly, <laughs> right. and they were three men that I had great time for. Yes. I thank Tony Hoonan for everything he'd done. And I would certainly be ready. I would certainly be ready. If Michal Martin said to me tonight, you can circle three, Mick, I'd certainly circle three. <laughs> I don't know if he'll address you personally, Mick, but you never know. You might. Can, I, can I ask you one question yeah. now, Ray? Are you coming down to the 3rd of April or down here to Mayo? Am I? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm just wondering. Well, Trevor is coming down, and the whole lot are going climbing Corpatrick. Oh, so you, I see, I see. You, yes, you, you climb Corpatrick twice as quick as Trevor is. So you would like what? You what? Uh, I'd, I'd say people had paid to see that now. Myself uh, and Ryan uh, Trevor racing uh, up the side of Corpatrick. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, That'd be well worth the admission well, alone. So well, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of Charlie Bird. Uh, Aye, class man. So oh, man. I, I and uh, you know, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what. Well, happens. look at the very best to look to you, but certainly yeah. we're. We look forward with great optimism, with great delight, and with great joy to the announcement to the announcement to see. Now, let's speak for all publicans when I say this. Mick, you're because a gentleman. Like, you're a right, gentleman. Take care. Lovely talking. Yeah, to you. lovely talking to you, Mick. Okay, take see care. You now. Bye, bye, bye. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio One. Email Ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio One. I think I think the brilliant thing is that we all have something to look forward to now. Is that it? I, d- I don't know because it's been. Like a cloud hanging over us. Um, and there, as I said, there have been false dawns and then we've been put back into our cages and then we were let out for a little while and then back in again and there was five waves. And now fingers crossed and everything else crossed uh, that we can dare to dream about uh, a world where we can live with COVID uh, and live safely. Now, on Wednesday, we spoke with Verena Stapleton, 
she'd been looking for her pet peacock, Winston. He'd gone for a wander. Uh, thankfully, Winston made it back to her house um, in Greg's Lane, up in County Meath. Yes. Um, and while Vanessa was speaking with us on the radio, uh, Mary McDuffie in Cavan called us to offer Winston some company, as in a pea hen for Verena's peacock. Uh, so Winston has become somewhat of a celebrity. He's back in the papers today and Verena's back on the line. Good afternoon, Verena. Good afternoon, Ray. Hey, um, I love this because it's a, it's a rolling story. It's a rolling good news story as well. So remind people about Winston. He went missing last Sunday. He went missing on the Sunday, was spotted again on the Wednesday and is safely home ever since. Yes, and he's a young peacock. He's uh, six months old, so right. yes, very young. And he's completely domesticated, so much so that he, he used to sit on your husband's partner's shoulder. Yeah, when he was uh, very young, uh, he was sitting inside uh, on the shoulder and then we moved him outside. So he's only kind of semi-tame now. So he lost a little bit of the full uh, domestication. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and how was he after his adventure? He lost weight. So the three days in nature, um, <laughs> he was a little bit slimmer. Right. <laughs> Living of just insects and a few few berries, but he's, he's getting back into shape here now. And what, so Mary suggested cat food. Have you, have you tried that out? I did, yeah. He wasn't too fond of it. Was he not? No, no. Was no, it dog food? Or, was, it do- was it dog food or cat food? She said. No, I tried cat. Uh, I tried dog food before, but she had suggested uh, cat, cat food, food right. and I tried that. But we'll give it another go. Give it another go. Okay, right. Uh, now, Mary McDuffie offered you a peahen. You're rendezvousing with her tomorrow. What's the plan? So the plan is like I got in contact with her after the show, yeah. and she's a lovely, lovely lady. So we got talking, and she mentioned the peahen, and then she mentioned that. There's actually two peahens, they're sisters. Right. So after a lovely chat, uh, we figured out that it would be a bit cruel to split up the sisters. So we're going to get two peahens for okay. Winston come Saturday. Okay. And when Mary was talking to her, I asked her, you know, what were the names? And she said, no, we just call them the girls. But seeing as Winston has a name, I think it's, you know, there's pressure on you now to give them names, isn't there? Yeah, and it's all sorted. Um, we got a bit inspired with your uh, point of saying about royalty and all that. So one of them will be called <laughs> Lady Daphne and the other one Lady Eloise. Aha, these are Bridgerton names. Yeah, although I've never seen the show. Yes. Yeah, okay, well, well, Winston's <laughs> going to be... <laughs> he's, under, he's under a lot of pressure if he's going to be the Duke, yeah. He's, <laughs> because he's the Duke, just in case you don't know, is known for his prowess in the, you know, the yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I believe him talking like that. He's, yo, he's, he's, you know, cock the hoop, whatever, whatever that is. Uh, so, uh, so the, the plan is then, I, I don't know how it works then if there's two sisters, two peahens and one peacock. How's that going to work out? I think it's going to work out fine because Mary has a peacock called Charlie and he has two girls. So I think ah, it's just right. working out nicely. Okay, okay, okay. And, and but when, Mary's got, oh, go, sorry, go, yes. Go on, no, go first. No, Mary's going to get company as well. She's going to get company. What do you mean? Yeah, we're going to get, uh, we're going to do a trade. We're oh. going to trade her some ducks. Okay, so so what sort of ducks are you giving her? Uh, Welsh harlequins. Right, and and was that always going to be the deal or what? No, not at all. I just, uh, it was such a lovely thing for her to actually offer us the peahens and then we got talking about the setup that we have here and the ducks were mentioned and then she showed interest in the ducks and we said, well, why don't we give you a duck and then a drake to go with it so the duck won't be alone.
All right. Okay, great, great goings on up there. Uh, I'm fascinated by this and we're going to talk to you again, Vanessa, but for the moment, have a brilliant weekend. Uh, good luck meeting Mary. Uh, and we talk to you to see what happens between uh, Lady Daphne, Eloise and Winston in the future. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. See you. Bye, bye. It could be a little soap opera. We could, yeah, we could give them voices or maybe not. Uh, on Mick Byrne, Mick Byrne's pub, Castle Bar, best sports bar in the West. Best wishes from Mulrani. Uh, greetings to Mick Byrne. Owl Stocks is that. And I saw Meatloaf in the Astoria Ballroom Bundorn on the 1990 Irish tour, says Niall and Carrick and Shannon. Oh, I mentioned that. I said that already. Uh, and uh, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. My money is on him uh, talking about pizza with pineapple on it, says Sean. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, there's loads of theories as to what they were talking about when he was singing, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. And I think we got to the bottom of that. And if we did, I'll fill you in before the end of the show today. But right now we have to take a quick commercial break. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Text 51551. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Or ray at rte.ie. Good afternoon to Dara O'Brien from daraobreen.com. <laughs> Hello, how are you? <laughs> I, I put that in there just you know, get out of darabreen.com, darabreen.com. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, it's never updated with new content or anything, so I wouldn't. It's not, it's not, it's not one of the great destinations of the web. No, so, but it yeah. does. It does tell you where you're appearing. And it then, does. It'll do. It'll do that. Like I mean, the dates are up to date, and it's a, and I got it's a nice poster for this tour. Actually, it's quite good. We, <laughs> right. the, uh, but uh, the people should flock to see that. But, but the, you see, uh, today is an important day. For look, people like you, isn't it? It, it is, is a huge hugely. And generally, I'm, I look, I'm on the line just having to urge caution, all right? Just calm down, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> the pub will still be open at half eight and nine. So not everything has to be done at eight. It's, uh, it's exciting, isn't it? it and is. I can hear them generally. Every, everyone is just really, you know, has deserved this. You know, there's a sense of, you know, there's some some sense of, of a siege being lifted. But uh, particularly, yeah, if, for, for, for live acts, like the hospitality industry, that, that this could go back to normal. That'd be phenomenally good. That'd yeah, be great. Because I'm, I'm just looking here. Yours is the 14th of March, um, which would be around the anniversary of the beginning of it all. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that day, for example, the 14th, I think, is, is that a... a the Cork, Cork Opera day? House. That's yeah. like supposed to be, that was supposed to be today. Oh, um, was it? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, the, but the, I mean, as an enticing thing, I mean, the Cork Opera House is, is, is grand, but they said, well, you could play it twice, half empty, before eight o'clock. <laughs> and you're going, wow, that sounds fantastic. And then I'd leave, I'd walk out to a completely shut down Cork. That'd be, nothing could be more exciting than doing that. I could do that in Limerick and, and Wexford as well. That'd be lovely. So he said, no, thanks, but no thanks, lads. You're okay. Oh my God, it, it, the hits kept coming. I once he said, look, half full, you go, okay, maybe we could accommodate doing two versions of the show. Half full before eight o'clock. Ah, now hang on. This is getting, this is, how much worse could this be? Half full, but everyone has to be, we put them all in the Perspex Dome so they can't even hear you. I mean, it was just, the conditions kept getting more unhelpful to the atmosphere. You'll have like, to do it actually from your hotel room. But like that, yeah, we, yeah, we'll yeah. broadcast it oh, to the people. Yes. We Zoom. It's all on Zoom. Zoom it's all on Zoom. Half full Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> you go, well, how could we? Anyway, we put half full Zoom in the middle of the theatre. Oh, we just put everyone's laptops out. It's, it's easy laugh now. That we, oh, it? that we have a it? sniff that it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're like the kings now. We're like, oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, my God. It's ludicrous. But because I, also, because I'd done two weekends of it back in the day, back in the days where 
where COVID hit came out at midnight. The uh, I did the two <laughs> yeah. weekends after. And then it started to come out at eight o'clock instead. Eight o'clock. That was that was a sneaky move uh, to start making it earlier. I mean, it was damning enough at midnight, but then to shift your shift your hours. The uh, so now it's decided to go away, and that's much better. But the um, because I even even then there was like it, I will sometimes remember all the jokes that apply to just that moment. Um, as we were doing the shows in just that moment. I mean, for I had a thing about Thriller, the, the Michael Jackson song, uh, where I would do a version of the version Thriller, because uh, it's a Thriller, Thriller night, because uh, no one's going to escape the beast with protein spikes. And I was oh, very happy with protein spikes as, as a joke. That only existed for one weekend, that joke, and then disappeared. Uh, and there's a what a waste! What a waste of your comedy isn't genius. It? Honestly, isn't it? I mean, you can hear some of my some of my tier three material. That was, that was phenomenal. <laughs> do you do you do that? Do you like? I'm sure there there is method. You've been a scientist that you approach your, your set with 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 scientific rigor, and and, and there are there are waves, there are peaks and troughs, are there that you bring us along on? There are, there's a touch. I mean, and certainly you, it's unavoidable to go to walk out and just go. Well, this is. I mean, particularly when when we did the, the nights in Vicar Street, there was. The weirdest thing was on the very first night um, when I walked out, there was a huge, oh, this is actually happening. That you could really feel the energy of people going, oh, you're here, right? Yes. Even though I literally said my own name in a microphone a second earlier, from, clearly from behind the curtain, and they're all in Vicar Street. But just walking and just walking out from behind the curtain, there was a real sense of, oh, this is actually happening. Yeah. Uh, and that was a huge sense. I'm, I'm, and we'll get that back again, hopefully. Oh, the, no, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and there's, there's, there's going to be such love and, and just, just a want and a need. And I remember reading years ago um, that that said, 70% of comedy is affection. You know, that, that's, that's interesting. Isn't okay. it? Yeah. That, 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 and there's, there's so much love for anybody who's going to, you know, provide diversion like yourself, make us you laugh, make it. us smile, yeah. you know. So that that's going to be there. But does, that, does, it, does it wear off though? I mean, is there a point where... Like, <laughs> well, you, you know oh, you can fall out of love yeah. with people. So you might, you you might, be, up, you might you, be tipping 90% at one stage and then you, before you know it, in, well, in the world we live in. Look, I'm not, I'm not naive about the nature of show business. You, <laughs> yeah, you're there and you're, 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 you're not. Like, I mean, at some point, it's like... You know, you know. Sometimes the love, the, you know, the love goes out of it, and, and it's just, you know, you're, you're just doing it for the kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're you know, rolling their eyes at. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! I'm already getting that. <laughs> yeah. That joke. So <laughs> they, 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 there's mad things happening on St Patrick's Day. What? What is? What's your itinerary? Well, see, because because um, because we had to move, we moved all the January dates. We had to just bumped them along a couple of months and, the, and God of the Opera House and the you know Concert Hall in Limerick and they all kind of will look, we'll find dates and we'll tag some on and sometimes it wasn't a bad I'm doing Vicar anyway so we'll stick Wexford the day before that or Limerick before that yeah. that's okay but the Cork ones are they're on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday which is obviously your dream uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday um, at the, uh, in the middle of March right but then I've got to get when I finish Cork I've got to get to Belfast that the following day okay. right which you could be doing you're thinking okay train to get the train to Connolly get across to Houston uh, and then get the train uh, no it's the other way around you get the train to Houston and then across oh, to Connolly yeah, and then across to yeah, Connolly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so they, they see look Grant that, that looks easy except this is on the 17th of March oh. <laughs> it's about lunchtime St. So Patrick's Day at some point 
during the parade, whoever does Dahi or Shea, whoever is doing the, and who's this coming around the corner now? <laughs> Why, it's, it's well-known funny man Dara Reed carrying a suitcase and looking angry. <laughs> Dara, you've just, you've just talked yourself into a job. I can see the people from St. Patrick's Festival getting on to your agent immediately and seeing if you'll be the, the Grand Marshal for this year's parade. <laughs> if, if the Grand Marshal, if the parade can start at Euston and end at Connolly. That might ease your journey across the city. Because, you know, <laughs> The only way to get across to you yes. me weaving my way and there's a mockness thing getting me away I'm trying to barge out of it like and oh what funny JPCs are no get out of the way I have to get to Conley's as an enterprise oh, train at one o'clock that's brilliant uh, uh, you, you heard as well because I know you're con- in constant contact with this side of the Irish Sea I am but we've an extra day off this year so the day yes. after St. Patrick's Day which is a uh, Friday, so the Thursday, St. Patrick's Day, and then the next day we have it off. It's a sort of a thank you to everybody who worked so hard during the, the pandemic. Uh, and That's very good. It's nice. And also it? because it is nice. I mean, also, the Friday, the 18th of March, you would imagine the hit in terms of productivity lost by taking the day off as it was actually <laughs> getting people to go in. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say, yeah, they were going, oh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, really, really, there was not a lot of stuff being made that day. There was not a lot of stuff being made. Seemingly, yeah, so it seemingly and uh, it's, it's um, Sheila's day. I don't know if you know this, but uh, she was reported to be either St. Patrick's uh, wife or mother, Sheila. Um, wife, yeah, wife or mother, yeah. Well, back in the day, you you, you could marry as I suppose. Priest. I could suppose, yeah, they hadn't had the rules. Oh, look, I've, yeah. I've, I've no idea what's even yeah. there. Yeah, there but go. was this? But was this? Was it? Was this the one he left behind in Wales? Like, I, I've no idea. I just I just read about yeah. it during the week, and and one guy um, was was uh, theorising that they invented this Sheila's Day because they just wanted to continue the celebrations after St. Patrick's Day. So it wasn't so much about Sheila, whoever she was. It was about the continuing the, you know, the drinking, etc. And has this been apparently around for a while, Sheila's Day? Well, back, uh, back to in the 1700s and the 1800s, it was right. mentioned in the Freeman's Journal. So there, I sound very knowledgeable, but I'm not. You I'm just, do. <laughs> <laughs> I see, like, uh, who do you think you are? You're surrounded by old dusty things. Yeah, well, the original, it was original spoken of. Uh, yeah, the they they came to me about who do you think you are and my, 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 my background wasn't interesting enough so I said, thanks for no I thanks for yeah. I had that as well. Like, oh, did yeah, you? Yeah, uh, you know there was a, there was a thing. You oh, know, of course, but you were you were but the, of course your story because you were well. This there was that, well the adopting. It wasn't. I wasn't. I did at, at the time because I knew obviously the time, but I hadn't done any search on that. I did toy with the idea of doing it, and then midway through dropping that bombshell and having them go what, and then they have to go off and search that. But that would have been a whole other thing. Yes. But the uh, but certainly the the the, the O'Briens is a is a very. It's like, I, it does happen fifty percent of the time. Um, um, that people just have normal, normal, you know, yes. farmers <laughs> yeah. or there, whatever, you know. There's yeah. no, they were, they're not. They didn't intersect with great history. There was not a murderer uh, or a bank robber or no, a politician. And fifty percent of the time, apparently in the UK, anyway, that that's the figure that they would go back to people and go, no. No, I'm sorry. There's, you, there's nothing there. You, you feel bad about yourself then. Oh God, I'm so uninteresting. I'm so uninteresting. But I had I had a, a line about the uh, about uh, Asher that I would say to the audience. I used to love telling them that fact, and then and I'd go, uh, you know, should you brains? Should look, we worked in the railways, and as far as I know, we have a photograph of a grandfather working in the railways, and other instances, but they're not huge. There's nothing there. My my mother's fire side, the Himmlers, again, nothing interesting. <laughs> Just, you know, I used to say to my to I said. 
said, there were no, I mean, there's no photograph, no papers, no documents of any kind, actually. It's really strange. I used to say to, I used to, say to my grandmother, Gross Mutter Himmler. Father and mother, no stories in Chugavia, simple farming people from County Mayo. Uh, thank you for letting me do that joke. I love that joke. So, Boris Johnson, right? Yes. So, so uh, David Davis stood up and said, for God's sake, go. He was quoting some guy who said the same thing to Neville Chamberlain. He said to Chamberlain, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and he's trying to distract people here, there and everywhere and he's having a cut at uh, the BBC and all sorts of things. Will, will he brazen it out again? I think he will. I right. genuinely think he will. And I think there, is, there may be even a small part of Labour going, Grant, so hold on there. You stay there for the two years um, I see, yes, so, yes. Yeah, rather than some, somebody else coming in and having a bounce and then uh, people thinking, well, that's that all solved. And so it probably would be better for Labour to, for Johnson to go in and then have to face the public. Uh, and, you know, especially as this recedes and Brexit appears more clear in terms of what it's meaning in terms of 17 mile tailbacks for trucks wanting to get into the EU and all this kind of stuff. The, uh, so that might be better to, no, look, sure, you're the architect of this. You hang around, which they've not done to yes. us. They, they have a tendency to, to, to head off um, May and Cameron did as well. No, hang around and, and uh, sure, look, go to the public. And see how that goes. Like, and Starmer so is looking be... like a leader. Like, well, he, he is, look, he's dry. That's the only thing. I know, he but, but he's not charismatic. He's good head of hair. Man. He wears a suit well. <laughs> he does. I, he's, he's, no, he's, he's carved from, he looks like he's making teak or something. He's very, he's a very solid looking individual. But, yeah, but it, uh, uh, yeah, he is, I suppose, just a case of, he, the two things that were, they're characterizing was that he is, yes, he's a little dry, a little bit, um, Barrister, not barrister, but not in a kind of a, you know, kind of, you know, detailsy yes, kind of thing, yeah, which yeah. may be a very, very good thing, but can be unappealing. But he also has a terrible tendency to get, to get COVID. He was a demon <laughs> for the COVID. And How many times did he get it? Twice, right? He, had, he got it twice, but also had isolation when you had to have isolation at least three other times. So he was, there's people who've, who've breathed with hardly a thing in the family and he's been in isolation Oh, repeatedly. And it was like, ah, oh, come on now. This is, I mean, Johnson only went into isolation like last week when he had to hide. He, he like when nobody had to go into isolation here, the rules were if you had the jabs, you didn't have to go isolate. But Johnson suddenly said, no, I need to isolate right when the party thing was at its worst. Have you been in his company at all? Um, Johnson or yeah. the Johnson. At all. Johnson I, I was at a, I, another end of a, or close to him on a train carriage once we nodded at each other during the Olympics right. that would be the extent of my, my, my interaction and, and you Despite like on Mock the Week you've had a good old go at the Tories so maybe you're part of the reason that the Tories are having a good old go at the BBC you're well, in we, their, their we, sites we might well be yeah. yeah, it is. I, you know, I mean, we're certainly um, would be. Yeah, we we would. They would claim we'd have a bias. I mean, we clearly powerless. The uh, because we all kind of went. What's this Brexit thing about? And it made zero difference to the vote. Like, but we. I suppose. Yeah, but I would. If if and when Mock goes, it's more likely to go just because uh, it's been on for a while and the money will eventually run out. Uh, because that's going to happen to the BBC. They're going to yeah. run out of money. Uh, rather than you won't find me going. This is because of politics. That, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, it's 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 going to be. It'll, it'll be indirectly because of that. But I don't think it'll be. We've got to shut those guys up because they're getting too close to the truth. Uh, we have no, to, I think. I think. The market will just sh- sh- like that's the, the way we grew up with television. That's that's going to be a thing of the past. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. And I think and I think you're going to see some just diminution of what, and how much the BBC makes. And uh, and it, it's insane to me because coming from Ireland, right, which is 
predominantly my view of it, the, uh, it was such a powerful cultural force and it's their soft power. It's their greatest piece of soft power. Anytime we ever filmed anywhere around the world doing those travel documentaries, anywhere, you said BBC and BBC opened the door. It was amazing. Yeah. And so to, for them to dump that, yeah. You know, it'd be like if we went, do you know what? That Kate Mead of Alger thing. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit like the royal family stuff. then. It's a bit like the royal family. And yeah. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And if you if you said, decided to go, sure, listen, we should stop going on about harps and uh, culture and yes. all the stuff that we, we portray ourselves with. Where we should, let's not do that anymore. You know, it's a, it's a great piece of soft power. It's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a tremendous thing for your, your, for your standing. And they're just dumping it out of, out of sort of a... It's just a very short-term kind of uh, look. This is we don't like what they're saying about us right now. So very, yeah. it's very weird. Very weird. Uh, Darrowbreen.com, and I'm just looking there. Uh, we mentioned Cork. Uh, that's in March, and then you're up to Belfast, back down to Limerick, Wexford, Dublin, uh, and Vicker Street for uh, a, a lot of nights there. A lot of nights. Yeah, there. yeah. We're back back into Vicker's one of those runs, like whatever. Can't all be joining. Uh, the uh, <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> oh God, that was brilliant. Though. The Green Night Monsters out there. I never thought I'd no, see the no, new. No. <laughs> no, do you know what? I thought that was strange. They did a little thing, a little jab, a little jab there now. <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, she's on fire. Well done, Tori. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, delightful. But yeah, but it's uh, yeah, we're we're back in for that, and then uh, and then we do another. Uh, we'll pick off uh, Killarney and and Castlewood. All the stuff we're supposed to do this week. So yeah. anyone sitting on, on stubs and stuff, and if you were worried about buying tickets, please God, this is now the chance, and this is for all of us. Please God, now people go. Oh, great! Now we can go out again. And, and there's a big one there for people who missed you in the Upper House. You're back in Cork in June in the Marquee. In the Marquee, yeah. the Marquee. Right. So it's, so you know. Even saying this, yes, normal stuff has happened. We are doing gigs and venues and parties and stuff, and I am preempting what Martin's going to say because yeah. hilarious if he turns out went. Ah, no, <laughs> we'll do. We do another month in, uh, like the Groundhog. And will Groundhog you? Day, will you get to see? Would you go to Harry Styles now in the Aviva? He's on the twenty second of June. Would you be? Oh, is he? Yeah. Would I be for Harry Styles? Um, I, you know, it wouldn't be my natural inclination, <laughs> but. <laughs> But now that you mention it, you know, if I'm around anyway. I'd say, but I'd say he puts on a good show. I'd say he puts oh, on I've a good no show. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have no doubt he does. I have no doubt he is. I mean, he popped up at the end of some movie there, The Eternals or something. Did he? Uh, oh, and yes, it, yes. Yeah, and it was like, and it was too much of a, that's Harry Styles. Uh, it was too much of a, am I supposed to be excited about this this character from the comic books? But no, it's very clearly Harry Styles. Yeah. Uh, so it's good. No, I, I wasn't planning to stick that onto the itinerary, but okay. look, you, might, you might. Darren, yeah. great talking to you. A pleasure. And listen, yeah. well done. Well done. Uh, winter, winter passes. Uh, and, uh, we, you know, uh, this too shall end. It's, uh, it's great. It's fantastic. Right. Hopefully this is all wonderful news. Well done, us. Well I'll, done. I'll just lower my head now so you can pat it there. No, I'm joking. <laughs> See you, Darren. Good luck. <laughs> pleasure. Good luck. The Ray Goodbye. Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Tweet at Radio Ray RTE. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Yeah, there you go. That was Darrow Breen. And we were supposed to speak to a lovely lady called Anna about banana art there. Um, but we, we, we've run out of time, so we will get back to it uh, next week. Um, she does amazing things with bananas um, and art and she's she can draw the Mona Lisa on it. She can draw Adele, uh, all sorts of things. David Bowie. You might have seen the full double page spread in the uh, Daily Mail yesterday. So we will be speaking to Anna next week. And uh, Mick was on. He says, the song Beautiful Affair uh, by Stockton's Wing should be our anthem for ending the COVID restrictions. The lyrics are so appropriate. Um, and he goes through them there. I, there's so many versions of that song here on, on the system. I, I don't know which one is the right one. Um, then I'll try, try that one there. There we go. Hello. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, 
See all the doors swing open. See all the doors swing open. Your, your life's, life's unfolding. Before. Nice. I see which, where you're going, Mick. Such a strange affair. What's next? Walking around, be part of the sound. Forget all your doubts. Feel the air. Beautiful affair. Love that song. Thanks, right, Mick. Anish Toshinan, the priest scales in Nenokta, Lamora de Wallish. Gurma, good morning. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. 51551 ray at rte.ie um, Two mad lads have you have uh, coming on in about uh, 10 minutes time. Dave Brown and Dave Rooney and people who are in the music scene around Dublin around the country will know the two lads uh, but they've done a brilliant documentary for Netflix uh, and they've created a new world record although it's not official yet. Uh, they did 60 gigs in the 50 states of America in 35 days and we're going to be talking to them after the quiz, uh, from their homes in Las Vegas, no less. Uh, but right now... Reeling in the ears, reeling in the ears. We have two people on the line waiting to answer questions on three clips, and there is a prize. And this week, we say thank you very much to Farnham Estate. Uh, they've given us lovely two-night stays up there uh, in the magnificent estate with uh, 1,300 acres of mature woodlands and lakes and there's a spa and there's a golf resort and you can find out more at farnhamestate.ie two-night stay and dinner on one of the evenings in Maxwell's restaurant and it, it could be won by Audrey Clark. How are you doing, Audrey? Hello, Ray. How are you? Not too bad. Um, slaying County Mead. So we're going back in, back in County Mead because... Uh, Winston the Peacock isn't too far from Slane. He's just out the road. Craig's Lane. Is, Craig's Lane out the road from you. Oh, well, it would be close to Navan. Yeah, close to Navan. Sorry. Is Slane not close to Navan? Well, it is, yeah. But yeah. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah because, I know what you're saying. It'd be closer to Navan than it is to Slane. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, right. What's your story today? You've been feeding the birds. Oh, busy feeding birds here. Should I can't keep bird food with them. What, yeah, what sort of birds you, have you got in the garden? Oh, everything. Once you feed them, you have them all. Yeah. And would you know one from the other? Oh, I would. Would you know, would you know a, a sort of a yellow tit from a chaffinch? Oh, I would. Yeah, would definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, I suppose yeah. the, the yellow gives it away, doesn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It, it's just a joy to look out and see them outside. It really is. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah. And it, it signals that we're, we're coming out of the winter and uh, spring isn't far away. Well, please God, hopefully. Anyway, that's that's what we're expecting. Yeah. And uh, what do you feel about what's what's we think's going to happen later on? The announcement. Ah, oh, sure. I suppose it had to come. Like you know, the, the catering and, and pubs—they're on their knees at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and they need some little bit of. And will you will you will you be full on? You know, out or no. Will, no, 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 no. Go on. No. No, I'd be I'd be cautious still. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's a lot of people like you. Um, yeah, yeah, I would. Now, um, I wouldn't be going into crowded situations or concerts or anything like that. Not quite yet. No. Yeah. No. Uh, so you're married to James for forty nine years. Yeah, forty nine years next October. Right. Uh, yeah. That's that's brilliant. And uh, how many yeah. children? Six. And where are they? Well, they're all at home except two. I have one in Chester in the UK. And when you say at home, actually living at home in the house? Oh, God, no. No, I was thinking. <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. I was thinking I was doing the maths. You want to get rid well, of them. Yeah. I'd say I, I'd have 30 if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, no, they're all around me. I have two, three living beside me here. Yeah. And um, one in County, two in County Loud, one in Chester in the UK, and one in Chicago. Ah, right. Um, and uh, one of your daughters and her son Oshin lived with them until last September, so they were the last ones to go, were they? They were the last to go, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the, the last of the, how would I put it, the, the, the fledgling. Yes, yeah, 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 fledgling, seems we're talking about birds. Now you're up against uh, Kenneth Farrell. How are you doing, Kenneth? Hi, Ray, how are you keeping? Good, good to talk to you. Kenneth as in Kenneth Branagh. That's it, exactly. He's the man at the there. moment, isn't he? Um, isn't he? Belfast yeah. getting four and five stars everywhere. I believe he's on the Late Late Show tonight. That's uh, right, that should be good interview. Yeah, think. it's yeah. supposed to be a brilliant uh, movie. Judy Dench and Kieran Hind and uh, Jamie Dornan and um, what's her name, Balfe? Katrina Balfe. They're yeah. all in it. Uh, and then the, the, the young lad, can't don't know his name, he's supposed to be brilliant. What's your story today, Kenneth? I'm in work, I'm in Spence Competition in Boiling Competitions in Ballyfermouth. I'm just here in work, I'm just right. quiet been at the moment, um, but we've been busy all day, you know. You can't work from home? No, no, not <laughs> being in Spence Competition, I have to be hands-on, yeah. glasses here, like, so yeah, no, it's been good. It's and, been and different. Where, hmm? where is home? Home is Carlingford County Loud. That's a good old commute. It is, yeah. Yeah, well, during lockdown it was a bit easier because um, there's less people on the road, but now it's getting a bit busier. So, uh, wh- what are we talking? Well, you're talking of a normal time of traffic is, is quiet, probably an hour and fifteen, an hour and twenty minutes at the moment, and take anything up to probably two hours. Right. Commute. So, yeah, if there's a crash on the M50, well, that's it. Like it's longer again, you know. Which invariably there is no. And how many anyway, days? You know? How many days a week do you uh, do you work the five days a week? Yeah, I do Monday to Friday, I'm off the weekends then. So. Right, yeah, you yeah. need the weekend off with that, that, that's, that level of commuting. Uh, so Michael is the hobie and he's he back. Is. How long are you married? We are married five years, just gone. Um, we're together 21 years, 22 coming. Right. So yeah, yeah. Brilliant, so that, that was, the, 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 the referendum was huge in your lives. It was, absolutely, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And how does the announcement that we're, that's imminent, how is that going to affect your, your, your life? Um, I'm excited about things opening up for people and that. Like, I mean, like we wouldn't have been out as much now, obviously, the way the restrictions have been. I wouldn't be inclined to go out, like, I mean, every night, that kind of thing, or out late nights. I'd be more interested in going out for a meal and yeah. enjoying that kind of stuff, you know. But, um, yeah, to get out, maybe see a show when things kind of get a bit better, would be nice be to nice. do that. And know? it's yeah. just a sense that, that we're, it's coming to an end. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think for a lot of people, it's that. It's not that they're going to run out and go no, mad, no. Uh, going to nightclubs and everything, because they didn't go to nightclubs before no, the pandemic. Yeah. So, but it is just the sense that that it, it's signalling the end of this. Hopefully, it's kind of seen an end in sight. I think. That's yes, what it that's is, that's, you know, it, yeah. that's yeah. it. Right. You know. Okay. Um, uh, Audrey versus Kenneth. Um, uh, we, three clips each. If you go for a short clip, you get two points. If you go for a longer clip, you get one point because it's easier. And whoever gets the most points wins the prize. Good luck to you both. And here we go. Right, Audrey, the year is 2010, which is 12 years ago, and we're starting in the movies. So do you want to go for a short clip or a long clip? I go go for the short one. You go for the short one. Okay, Audrey. Uh, So in 2010, this film, based on a true story, starred Colin Firth as a royal. Can you name the film? And here is your short clip for two points. He still stammered on the W. But I had to throw in a few. So they knew it was me. So, a film based on a true story starred Colin Firth as a royal. Can you name it from 2010? No. No, no idea. No, no. No, it was the King's Speech, and uh, Colin Firth played King George VI. 
and uh, he famously had uh, a stammer and, and that's what that's that was right. about there. Yeah. Say it now, I know. You yeah. know, it's easy when you when, when you know the, the, yeah. the answer, yeah. yeah. Okay, early days. Kenneth, um, for you, still in 2010, still at the movies, do you want to go short or long? Uh, I'll go short, right? You please. go short, okay. Mm-hmm. In 2010, this movie also based on real life star Jesse Eisenberg as tech royalty. And here is your short clip for two points. It's going to be like I'm not a part of Facebook. It won't be like you're not a part of Facebook. You're not a part of Facebook. My name's on the masthead. You might want to check again. What was that movie? Oh my god, um, haven't the clue right to be honest. No. No, no. Uh, you, Facebook was mentioned in there, it's called yeah, the, 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 yeah, the Social Network. Uh, and Jesse yeah, Eisenberg course, played the part of, of Mark yeah, Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. remember it now. Uh, but yeah, it is 12 years ago. Okay, so even as we went to question two, um, Audrey, it's music now from 12 years ago. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, well, we'll see how it goes. And, and you, so you're going to go short or long? No, I'll go long on this you one. you go long on this one, okay. Um, this one was, was one of the biggest hits of 2010. Can you name the song or the singer? And here's your long tip for one point. You just got it Well? No. No? No. No. <laughs> I'm going to shoot myself now. I know. I, I should know. Yeah, firework. Yeah. Katy Perry. And that was yeah. the next the next line. Okay. Uh, Kenneth, uh, a chance yep. for you to go ahead now. Uh, music from 2010. Um, so do you want to go short or long? Uh, short, Ray, please. Short. Okay. Uh, so this song was a huge hit uh, in Ireland in 2010. Can you name the song or the band? And here's your short clip for two points. Um, uh, the Rubber Bandits Yes it is The Rubber Bandits I didn't think you'd get that yeah. Horse Outside um, It yeah. got to number 2 in the charts And it racked up 2.5 million hits uh, On YouTube in 10 days So <laughs> you get 2 points for that Ok you're in the lead uh, Audrey uh, I think you know what you have to do in the, For the final question yeah. You're in the news You have to go short on this one um, For 2 points So in 2010 TV3 viewers voted 1 million times during The X Factor with most votes going to a Dublin woman. Who was she? And here is your short clip for two points. What do you work at? I work in Tesco's on a till. How long have you been working there? I'm 11 years there. Who's that? Mary Byrne. Yes, Mary Byrne talking to Louis Walsh. You get two points, you're on the scoreboard. So it's even for now, but Kenneth has his final question in hand. Uh, so Kenneth, you've the choice now, short or long. Um, a long for one will get you the prize, so. What's it going to be? Um, I'm going to take two, Ray. You're going to go for two, are you? You're going the to go short. For, the you're short. going for a yeah. short, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, another 2010 competition. The winner was London Irish psychologist Claire Kametu. Uh, here she is talking to Ortiz Sinead Crowley. Uh, we want to know the name of the competition she won, and here's your short clip for two points. This morning she reflected on her win and described how she felt when her name was called. It's just an absolute shock. What did she win? Um, Love Island. No, the Rose of Tralee. It was the Rose of Tralee. Yeah, you see, you should have went for the long one. You see, if you went for the long one, you probably would have got more in it. But anyway, there you go. (laughs) It was your decision. Uh, uh, So it's it's a draw, two all, which brings us to the tie-break situation. 
Uh, very exciting. Um, so, according to Google Maps, this is what we asked both our contestants before they went on air. I'm just going to read it out for you at home. According to Google Maps, how long would it take to cycle from Air Square in Galway to St. Stephen's Green in Dublin? So, cycling. What do you think, Audrey? What do I think? Yeah. I'd say about 10 hours. No, you said 4 hours and 30 minutes. I know, I saw, I saw. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a I, chancer. But, but, I, <laughs> but I put the phone down, I said, just take it back to drive there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kenneth, <laughs> uh, how long do you think it would take it to cycle from uh, Air Square to St. Stephen's Green? And um, 10 hours, 15 minutes. Yeah, the correct answer is 11 hours and 3 minutes. So, Kenneth, you are, <laughs> you are the closest, Audrey. You're a chancer. But we're going to send, <laughs> yeah, you, no. we're gonna send you out two, two Ray Darcy Show mugs. And it's great oh, talking great. to you. Mind yourself. You. Mind the Thanks. birds. Bye See bye. Audrey. Bye-bye. 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 Uh, Kenneth, well done. Thanks a million, Ray. Yeah, that, that's great delighted. news. So yourself and Michael are off to Farnham Estate. I know it's not too far, for, but it's, yeah. it, it'd be a lovely break. And you can, you can find out what's in store for you at farnhamestate.ie. Well done. See you, Kenneth. Thanks, bye. Ray. Bye. Cheers. Bye. 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 On RTE Radio 1. Email ray at rte.ie. The Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1. Now, we're up in volcanoes, storms and broken toes. We aren't going to get in the way of Dave Rooney and Dave Brown, also known as the Black Donnellys, from achieving their goal of playing 60 shows in 40 days in all of the 50 US states. It ended up they did it in 35 days. Uh, it took planes, trains and automobiles to cart them around and the whole thing was filmed and turned into a brilliant Emmy Award winning documentary which is currently being shown on Netflix. An Irish story, it's called This Is My Home. Uh, and the two Daves are on the line from Las Vegas. Hello, Dave Rooney. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good morning. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> Hello, Dave Brown. How are you doing, Ray? Good to talk to you again. Uh, so, Hello, how's everything? Yeah, so will you tell the other Dave what time it is there? <laughs> Poor man. <laughs> that, man. Oh, We've no idea what it's New York or New Year. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched an Irish story last night and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. You're, you're two very funny guys. If the music doesn't work out for you, you can go into comedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that the first time like you heard that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I'm sure. <laughs> so Dave Rooney, tell us how, how you met up with Dave Brown. Okay, so I, I was over in uh, in Spain in, in Lanzarote. Um, I was playing the resorts over there back in two thousand and four, I believe. And uh, and Dave was on holidays there. I was playing at a gig there uh, called Coo Cullens, and um, and he came in the door, and I just he, he just it looked very familiar to me, you know. And uh, as it turned out, when we got chatting, I got down on a break, and I, I got chatting to him, and we and we had a lot, a lot of very mutual friends, and and you know we knew a lot of people, you know, and uh, and he was coming over and back for for you know over the, the next couple of years, yeah. and. Um, and then uh, I, I decided I was going home, so he said, "Well, why don't we link up when we get back to Dublin?" Like so, that that, that was the the beginning of the uh, of uh, of this whole uh, this whole thing. <laughs> the Black Donnellys, the Black Donnellys were born. Uh, Dave Brown, I've met you. You used to play with George Murphy and other people. I did. I played with George Murphy, and I was on Zig and Zag with you at the first band of nineteen ninety. Wow! With the band called the Is Yes. What was the name of the band? It's uh, gone. Hello, hello. Hello. Hello, Dave it Rooney's is. there. Dave Brown, are you there? The band was called The Way It Is. The Way It Is, right. Uh, that was my oh. first year in 1990, so you, 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 that was, you must have been one of the first bands on then with me, were you? It's gone. I can hear somebody there. So, Dave Rooney. Yeah, very first band. Yeah, very first band. Okay. Oh, no. We'll keep going. It's, it's, it's breaking up there, and we'll see, we'll see how we get on. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> There's a comedy of errors here. So Dave Rooney is just saying hello there. Hello, Dave Rooney. No. No, I tell you what we'll do. We'll take a bit of music and we'll see how we get on with the lads then because this is one of the songs they play on a regular basis as they do their gigs around the world and around America. Um, so we, we, we'll play this and see how we get on. Okay, Dave Brown, have we got you? I have, yeah, I'm yeah. here. How are you, here. Dave? Yeah, we, we'll stick with you until we get the other Dave up. So we've established that yourself and Dave met in Lanzarote, you came back to Ireland, yeah. uh, you formed the Black Donnellys. Uh, so what brought you to the States then? Uh, we, I was. I did a world record in 2014, or 2011, where I played for 114 hours in Temple Bar. Right. And the people that owned the uh, RERA um, see me and said, "Will you come over? We're doing it. Doing it. We're opening a new Irish bar over here. You know. I know you hear this all the time. Musicians will tell you, oh, come over here. I've got to bring it to here.' Anyway, I came over, played it, and I loved it. And then when I was leaving, they were saying, "Well, would you come out again?" And I said, "Yeah, absolutely." And then uh, I brought Dave out, and then a few other musicians came out. And I said, he, then one day we're in the Mandalay Bay. And he says, "Would you live here?" And I said, "Absolutely." Absolutely, right. I would. Yeah. I was like the designer that was the inside of my head. As anyone's ever been in Vegas, it's an amazing place, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I was there, but three days is enough. But I, but fair juice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you yeah, well, you don't do that, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you're right. You, 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 don't, you don't do it like every day. Don't yeah, I know. Like, Dave, there's a book about it. It's called Fear and Loathing. <laughs> Loathing, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah. So this, I remember you did that uh, Guinness Book of World Records, the, the playing the guitar. So this is something you've you've been flirting with for a long time, the, the world records. Yeah, the world. I, I tell you, you know yourself when you do them. The vibe is great, and I mean the reason why I did that then was because I mean we needed publicity. The recession was hitting. There was yeah. nobody doing anything, and then. Uh, so we did that, and then when the, when um, I came here, I, I said to the, the owner, I said, well, tell you what we do to really kick it up, we'll do another world record. So we done the world's longest uh, gig, which was over 15 days. Uh, <laughs> what? And, uh, 15 days, I, non-stop? Uh, non-stop. Yeah. Now, we used all the... I didn't stay on the stage for 15 days. No. I used all the musicians from from uh, from there, from Vegas, and uh, Liam Royley came over, Roy Buckley came over. Yeah. Uh, and um, George Murphy was over. There was a load of people over and uh, local heads and stuff like that. And, and it was brilliant. It was brilliant. So he broke that world record. And then two days later, I got married here. <laughs> ah, so you're settling in. So we have Dave Rooney back up here. Uh, Dave, so, so, so the, other, the other Dave, Dave, is, is, know, he, he's the world record man. So who came up with the idea to do uh, 60 shows in 40 days in 50 states? Well, again, again, that was Dave Brown. Um, we were on the stage there, and somebody had come in, uh, and they were talking about that their son was going to Utah, and then the, that would be his 50th state. And Dave Brown asked him, "Oh, is that a thing?" You know, and he ran into the into the kitchen in, in Rira uh, onto the onto the computer and um, in the little office in there, and uh, and he checked it out. And it turns out George Thorogood, uh, bad to the bone man, yeah. he had done uh, 50 gigs, 50 states, 50 days. So it was a thing, and then Dave comes up to me. He says, "I've got a great idea." I says, "Get away from me!" Because he's always coming up to me with these, these mad ideas. You know, I just going to get, get away says, from no, me. We're not. I said, <laughs> "I said, no, we're not. We're not doing anything like that." You know, and, and before I knew it, I'm sitting in the back of this RV that's haunted, going around the United States. And I said, "How does this lad get around me all the time?" You know, but here I was. 
back going back down the road of <laughs> of who knows where you know so yeah. I'm glad it turned out I'm glad we did it in the end but I'm, I'm glad it turned out well but like it's like yeah, strum, and it strum and strummer <laughs> strum and strummer <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable wow, it's, it's incredible how, what what um what an adventure and it's incredible how big that country actually or this country actually is uh, you know, it's great. I, I always say when you're flying over, you know, the state, we, we fly from state to state. We serve as about nine states uh, as it is. And you're looking at the windows, I oh, look at that, that's pretty big. And, you know, you see the field and the green all down there. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, it's, it's only when you're actually sitting on, on a, on a, in a car or on a bus or, or, or whatever you're going, but by road, and uh, you start to realize how big is this place? Are we there yet? My Jesus. Yes. Like it was like, you know, uh, we were in Texas for about. Three days, you know what I mean? Are we there yet? Now, where are we? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? It's unbelievable. Hey, it but, 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 make Dunham look like the Godfather. Yeah, can, can, can I ask you? Because there is that, I call it the sort of the, the, the pub phenomenon, you know, and it's, it's like, let's go surfing in the morning, that sort of thing. And, and everyone goes, yeah, let's go surfing in the morning. And then the morning comes and you're there standing on no. your own in a wetsuit. But it, was it one of those ideas, was it one of those ideas that was hatched of a night where there might have been drink taken and then when the reality of it hit when you were on day three that maybe Dave Rooney you were going ah this is a mistake <laughs> yeah, well, when you sober no well to be honest to be honest uh, at that time uh, we'd only drink on a Saturday even though we do the six nights we'd only drink on a Saturday I think that plan was hatched on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday right. um, so it was, it was it was a sobering thing even more sobering when the reality hit you know for them no, it, it was planned, and, and it was it was planned over like a long period of time. Like we were planning it from the October before we actually, you know, executed it in in, in May, May eleventh. Um, so we had a long, long time to be thinking about it and stuff like that, and trying to put it together. Uh, it, and, and it looks like that it, it wasn't put together well, but like, we actually planned that. Yeah, no, it I'm laughing. We didn't know what we were doing. Well, there was a whole lot of stuff. There was a, a in, fa- in, in fairness, Dave Brown, there was a lot of things that were out of your control. For example, a volcano. Ah, oh, stop, man! <laughs> it's like you know, you, you get up in the morning. Just you get up in the morning, and you, you just open your eyes. You go, okay, what's happening today? A text, and then it's like you see what's happening today. And there's minor stuff like, you know, like the, the plane broke. Okay, get through with that. Yeah. You got this, this gig cancelled, that's grand. <laughs> it's like, I said, lad, a volcano. Are you, are you for real? Like, is that anything yeah. else? Like, you know what I mean? We raptured or something, you know? Yeah. So you were in Honolulu when there was a volcano and, and then you were down south when there was a storm and you got through all of that. And, and some of the gigs were amazing. Like you, you played in nursing homes, you played the normal oh, pub yeah. gigs, you played in, in, in big enough venues. And then you, the, the, my favourite one is Clean Quick carpet cleaning service <laughs> in, in Clinton, Wisconsin. We were so we, desperate we, for that gig, man. Oh, we were because we, because uh, we played we played in Broadway uh, in Nashville, uh, which is the name of the street, at a place called Bootleggers, um, and we did a twenty minute thing there. But because uh, that we were we were trying to catch up on the gigs, uh, somebody I don't know who did, but somebody says, "Listen, we're playing at a, at a place about five miles out of town." And we turned up to this place and we go in and there's all chairs set out and there's nobody there. Absolutely nobody there. <laughs> so, we're, so we're looking at each other and go, what are we going to do here? But they were so nice. They had this big spread, all southern food and all the rest of it. And I said, what do you do here? Oh, we do, um, we do homicide cleanup. Homicide and we cleanup? Each other. <laughs> and we, and so, yeah. So apparently people, and, and you know, <laughs> apparently people go, go to Nashville 
uh, with the big dreams and all the rest of it. And apparently this is a big thing, that when things don't work up uh, or work out, people kind of, you know, decide to uh, end their lives early. Like So, so that, oh, that's actually a thing. And, and that was heartbreaking to hear that. Gosh. Um, but, but also, at the same time, the people just were so, so nice that I kind of lifted it. And then we, we got about 20 or 30 people for, for that gig. They turned up and we'd... In, you know, in, and we had a yeah, bit of fun with it. Clean, quick, carpet cleaning. Uh, listen, oh, I, yeah. I, I'm going to recommend... <laughs> I'm going to recommend... That we're running out of time. I'm going to recommend the, the documentary uh, for people at home, An Irish Story, This Is My Home, which is one of your songs, Dave Rooney. Um, and It's up there yeah. on Netflix. Uh, just uh, say hello to both Daves, John McGrath in Downey's Bar Dungarvan, where they played many a time. Great uh, musicians, John, both of them. How are you, Sean? Uh, and then Mike <laughs> Hanrahan has been on. Delighted to hear the Donnellys are on. Two of my favourite people. Still laughing at the announcement hey, about Mikey. our new anthem. I'm currently practising the salute... I don't know what that's about, um, and, and there's more coming in there. But but, but well done, and uh, we've we've put a call into the um, the Guinness Book of World Records. They haven't got back onto us about why your 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 thing isn't official. But for me, it is uh, sixty shows in thirty five days in fifty states. Well done, Dave Rooney. Well done, Dave Brown. Thanks so much for talking to us. Thanks Good luck. Much. See you. Bye, yeah, bye, right, bye. And uh, Michael Lahan is tweeting there. Cabinet agrees to lift almost all restrictions from tomorrow. More details on that uh, with Cormac and Sarah there on the way on drive time. We are back on Monday at 3 o'clock. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, Freedom Friday, Freedom Friday. It's the Ray Darcy Show on RTE Radio 1.